0: What's up, world? I'm Cameron McKinney, and this is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about the movies Nope and Men. First, let's talk about the movie Nope. Here's a quick synopsis. A pair of siblings, O.J. and Emerald, lose their father when debris falls on him from the sky, and the two of them soon begin to realize that what killed him wasn't what they were told, and them and their horse ranch are in danger from a mysterious entity in the sky. The film stars Daniel Kaluuya, Kiki Palmer, Steven Young, Brandon Perea, Michael Wincott, and Keith David. Standout performances at just 33 years of age, Daniel Kaluuya is making a strong case for him being the best actor working today. Since starring in Get Out and getting his first Oscar nomination, he's appeared in one of the biggest Marvel movies from Ryan Coogler, Black Panther, and had a supporting role in Steve McQueen's Widow, and was one of the best parts of that movie, gave a super underrated leading performance in Queen and Slim, and won the best supporting acting Oscar last year for Judas and the Black Messiah. Kaluuya has shown an incredible amount of range in a short amount of time. And in Nope, he's reuniting with Get Out director Jordan Peele. And in it, Kaluuya gives another impressive performance where he shows a different side of himself. In Judas and the Black Messiah, he's playing someone who gives a ton of speeches. And in Nope, he's playing a character with very few words. It's a subtle performance. The more showy performance comes from his Nope co-star Kiki Palmer. And this is one of the perfect marriages between actor and character. Emerald Palmer's character has an unlimited amount of energy and Palmer is more than up to the task. She gives one of the best performances of the year so far and many people, including myself, would love to see Palmer get her first Oscar nomination for it. And there's a few reasons why that might not happen. Summer movies usually don't produce Oscar nominated performances. And the second reason I wouldn't get my hopes up is what happened to Lupita Nyong'o on Peele's last film, Us. She gave an incredible dual performance in that film and didn't get an Oscar nomination. I fear Palmer will suffer the same fate. Actor Steven Yun is someone I've been impressed with since seeing him in Bong Joon-ho's Okja and Boots Riley's Sorry to Bother You. He's coming off of his first Oscar nomination for Minari. I also thought he was great in the underseen movie The Humans. As an actor, he's got the rare ability to mixed comedy and drama, and he showcases that talent in Nope. I know his character Ricky, a former sitcom star, has been the most polarizing character in the movie, but I have to say I loved Yoon and Nope. And finally, Brandon Perea is great as the comedic relief of the movie. I loved his scenes with Palmer, and I loved that this movie has an unknown breakout star. We knew what we were going to get from Daniel Kaluuya. We had high hopes for Kiki Palmer and Steven Yeun, but Brandon Perea. We had no idea who this guy was, and he's given a really good supporting performance in the movie Nope. Steven Yun will next appear in Bong Joon-ho's next movie, Mickey Seven, along with Robert Pattinson, Tony Collette, and Mark Ruffalo, and I think it's worth mentioning that recently Daniel Kaluuya said he won't be appearing in Black Panther Wakanda Forever. This is a big loss for that franchise. I know that trailer dropped, looked amazing, but I still have serious questions regarding this movie. Movie. They tragically lost their star and Chadwick Boseman. Now they're going to be without Daniel Kaluuya. I don't see Michael B. Jordan returning in this movie. What is Black Panther: Wakanda Forever going to be? I have no idea, and I know that's exciting. I know a lot of people have a lot of anticipation for that movie. I just don't feel good about where Marvel is right now, and losing Daniel Kaluuya doesn't help me get re-energized for the future of Marvel movies. Let's talk about the director of Nope, Jordan and Peele, who after three movies has now joined a short list of filmmakers who can now draw people to their movies. That list includes Peele, Christopher Nolan, Denis Villeneuve, Quentin Tarantino, Martin Scorsese, and with that comes a lot of comparisons to past filmmakers. And right now, Peele is most being compared to Steven Spielberg, Nope is being compared to Jaws and Close Encounters of the Third Kind, and Peele is also being compared to M. Night Shyamalan. Nope is being compared most to Shyamalan signs. I get why people do this, but why can't we just enjoy what Peele is doing and how rare it is? He's the one who won the best original screenplay. Also, haven't we learned our lesson comparing filmmakers? We once dubbed Shyamalan as the next Steven Spielberg, and I would say that hasn't panned out. Can't we wait for Jordan Peele to make more movies before comparing him to legends like Steven Spielberg? Peele, at the moment, is at the top. I'm interested to see if he will remain there in 5-10 to 10 years. Peele's biggest strength to me is his ability to mix genres. His films all had a mix of horror and comedy and Nope also has some sci-fi elements. A lot of the time when a movie mixes genres, it feels all over the place and you wish it was one thing. With Peele, he can handle all of those different genre elements all in one film and it's super impressive and right now, there's no one else else like him. There's a great group of young filmmakers that should get you excited for the future of movies. That list includes Damien Chazelle, Greta Gerwig, Ari Aster, Robert Eggers, Ryan Coogler, Barry Jenkins, and Jordan Peele. These directors have already made a number of great films each, and it's safe to assume we have yet to see their best. The era of a movie star selling a movie is over, but we are in an era where a filmmaker can get people to the theme theaters, Get Out and Us were big hits at the box office and right now so is the movie Nope. I mean he is one of the only filmmakers who can come out with an original movie that's not a huge franchise and have that movie be a box office success. Peele does not need Marvel or DC or a big franchise. He is selling himself and there are very few filmmakers like that today. Even Christopher Nolan has the Batman franchise that helped him sell himself. Jordan Peele does not have that. He doesn't have that type of movie. All of three of his movies have been original ideas. And I do think that that weirdly opens up Jordan Peele to more criticism because he's not only the director of these movies, he's also the writer. Like, I feel like this movie, Nope, is being dissected by a lot of people, every element of the movie. And if it's not near perfect, they are going to criticize it. And there have been some things about this movie that have been openly criticized thus far. And like I said earlier, most of the critical analysis of this movie have been about Steven Young's character and his purpose in the plot of the movie. This is what happens when you're that kind of filmmaker. Every element of the movie gets dissected. The same thing has happened with Christopher Nolan with movies like Interstellar and Tenet. They're all like, well, does the plot of this movie actually work? And I understand why we criticize them because they are opening themselves up to that kind of Criticism being both the writer and director, but their movies, let's be honest, are better than most people's films. Is Nope a flawless, perfect movie? Absolutely not, but it is better than 99.9% of other movies being made today. The movie is more than just entertainment. Nope is about way more than just what's on the surface. The film seems to be peel commenting on everyone all the time seeking fame. I also thought the movie was about filmmaking itself and the idea of the perfect shot, Peele was able to make his version of a summer blockbuster while still being true to himself as a filmmaker. And we've all heard the horror stories of promising filmmakers making bigger and bigger movies and failing. Jordan Peele did not fail. He made a bigger movie while still making it feel like a Jordan Peele movie. I mean, how many times in modern times have we heard of that filmmaker? Oh, he makes a small movie and then he makes a gigantic blockbuster that absolutely no one likes. That is not what's happening with Jordan Peele. He is making his version of the blockbuster. Now, if Jordan Peele made a Marvel movie, maybe it wouldn't work out because it probably wouldn't be the right fit, but Jordan Peele is making a Jordan Peele movie, and that's what has me excited about his career because I like a Jordan Peele type of movie, and I love the performances he gets in his movies. He's gotten two of the best. Daniel Kalua performance. I thought Lupita Nyong'o not only should have been nominated for an Oscar, but probably should have won that year for us. Winston Duke, by the way, is also phenomenal in that film. And in this movie, you have Kiki Palmer, who again, should be nominated for an Oscar. So again, you can be caught up in little plot details and say, yeah, maybe that doesn't absolutely work like the movie Us. That movie is not perfect, but it is a very good movie and is better than 99.9% of other movies and again I feel the exact same way about the movie Nope. Don't get caught up in these smaller details. Look at the bigger picture and you'll find out that this is indeed a very good to great movie. Overall Nope is one of my favorite movies of the year. It's a blockbuster with big ideas that's super entertaining and keeps you on your toes till the very end. Now let's switch gears and talk about the movie Men. Here's a quick synopsis. A young woman goes on a trip to take her mind off a recent. Tragedy, and her holiday takes an unexpectedly dark turn. The film stars Jesse Buckley, Rory Kinnear, Papa Sadu, and Gail Rankin. Spotlight performances. Actress Jessie Buckley is coming off her first Oscar nomination for her performance in Maggie Hall's The Lost Daughter. One of the things I admire about Buckley's career are her career choices. She's not starring in boring, ordinary movies. She's starring in unique movies made by great filmmakers. In 2020, she starred alongside Jesse Plemons in the Charlie Kaufman written and directed film I'm Thinking of Anythings, which was impossible to describe and you can say the exact same thing about Alex Garland's men. Buckley has proven to be the most interesting thing on screen in most of the films she's been a part of. And the same with men. She's great in the movie. You might find most of the movies Jesse Buckley stars in to be super polarizing, but don't let that negate the fact that she's brilliant in them. Rory Kinnear is best known for audiences for appearing in all five of the Daniel Craig Bond movies as MI6 agent Bill Tanner. The first time I saw him was in the movie The Imitation game with Benedict Cumberbatch and Kira Knightley, and I was really impressed with him in that. In Men, he's playing multiple characters, some better than others, but overall, this is a great acting showcase for Rory Kinnear. Jesse Buckley's next movie is Women Talking, with Rooney Mara, Frances McDormand, Claire Foy, and Ben Whishaw, directed by Sarah Pauly, who made the delightful movie Take This Waltz, with Seth Rogen in one of his best roles, and Michelle Williams. The director of of men Alex Garland is in my books the best sci-fi filmmaker of his generation even before he was a director he was a successful screenwriter writing three Danny Boyle directed films The Beach starring Leonardo DiCaprio 28 Days Later with Cillian Murphy and Naomi Harris and Sunshine Again with Cillian Murphy Chris Evans Rose Byrne Michelle Yeoh and Benedict Wong and he wrote the movies Dread starring Carl Urban and Never Let Me Go starring Harry Mulligan, Andrew Garfield, and Kara Knightley. Garland made his directorial debut with Ex Machina, one of my all-time favorite science fiction movies led by Donald Gleason, Alicia Vikander, and Oscar Isaac. You can feel his confidence as a filmmaker when you watch this movie. It's one of those movies that continues to grow in stature. It's what every science fiction movie should strive for. Garland for it was nominated for a Best Original Screenplay Oscar. The movie was was a universal success. His sophomore movie, Annihilation, starring Natalie Portman, was thought of as being more complex, especially for its strange ending. That has kind of become the signature of Garland as a director. Shocking endings. You have one in Ex Machina, one of the best endings ever. Annihilation, one of the weirdest endings to a film, and I would say the same about men. His endings demand you pay attention. Garland is trying to make movies that haven't been made before. I think a lot of people struggle with Alex Garland as a filmmaker because we live in this era where you don't really have to pay attention to a movie because we know what a movie is. We know what most movies are. We can kind of pay attention to it and know what's going on. That is not the case with an Alex Garland directed film. You really have to invest time and energy into paying attention to the movie. And even if you do all that, you still might not fully understand the movie. And that's something that annoys people. I find. The the same with the Christopher Nolan movie Tenet. People watch that movie and they go, what did I just watch? I don't understand it. It's too complex. Alex Garland does not make movies that serve you all of the answers to what the movie is about. And I think that's something that some people want in movies. They want simplicity. They want the movie to end and for them to go, oh, that's what the movie's about. Here are the talking points. They don't want confusion. I like Alex Garland movies because you endlessly think about it for days and days and then even then you don't have all of the answers to what you just saw. Garland's last two movies are complicated and some people don't want that from movies. They just want to be entertained with a simple plot and good performances. Garland as a filmmaker reminds me a lot of Darren Aronofsky, especially the movie Mother. Both directors make movies that are not easy to digest, but if you stick to the end and pay attention to them, you'll be rewarded. Another thing I find is we live in an era where people do not want to watch a movie over and over again to get the answers. They want to watch a movie once and understand it fully. And again, that's not the type of movie director that Alex Garland is. His movies are complicated. They're not simple. They don't give you all the answers. You probably have to watch them over and over again to fully understand what he's going for. And people just don't seem to have the time for that. Alex Garland has recently stated that after his next film, Civil War, starring Kirsten Dunst, that he may take a long break from directing and go back to just writing movies. And I do think you can look at some of the recent screenwriters who have become directors, Aaron Sorkin and Charlie Kaufman, and say their best movies were the ones where they were just the writers and didn't direct. For Sorkin, it's A Few Good Men. Rob Reiner directed that. The Social Network, David Fincher, Moneyball, Bennett Miller, and Steve Jobs' Danny Boy and for Kaufman, you have his two films with Spike Jones, being John Malgovich, an adaptation and Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind directed by Michelle Gondry. I like them as directors, but you can't debate they are better writers than directors. I don't feel that way about Alex Garland. The best movie he made is his first as a director, Ex Machina. He's also gotten three great performances from actresses Alicia Vikander and Ex Machina. Now Kelly Poorman in Annihilation, and now Jesse Buckley in Men. Garland is a director with a clear vision, and he clearly knows what he wants as a director. He, to me, equally feels like a director as much as he is a writer, and I hope he continues to write and direct his films. I really do believe that science fiction films are the best genre for filmmakers. I mean, look at Stanley Kubrick, 2001 A Space Odyssey, Steven Spielberg, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, E.T., Minority Report, Nolan with Inception and Interstellar, Denis Villeneuve with Blade Runner 2049, Arrival, and now Dune. And this year you have science fiction films from Alex Garland and Jordan Peele. Like, I just think the genre allows a filmmaker to be bold but still say something about what's going on in society today. Like, you can be ridiculous in these kind of movies, but you can also be serious at times. They're not Marvel movies. They're not DC movies. They're kind of the best of both worlds where you can be ridiculously fictional, but still say something that's true about everyday life. And honestly, I would love to see Alex Garland work on a big franchise because I do think he's a filmmaker who deserves more praise and credit. I would love to see Alex Garland's version of a Star Wars movie or a Marvel movie in space. Like, he's that good of a director that I think he could handle working with a big studio and coming out with a really good product. Because the problem with those movies is they all feel like the same movie. Like, Star Wars doesn't know what their new direction should be. Marvel doesn't seem to know what their new direction could be. I think Alex Garland is a great filmmaker because he brings something new and exciting to every movie he makes. They all feel like Alex Garland movies, but they also feel different. Ex Machina does not feel like Annihilation, and Men does not feel like Ex Machina. One of the biggest reasons Garland probably hasn't been offered a blank check by Star Wars or Marvel to make a movie is because he doesn't make movies that are universally beloved and those are the type of movies that those studios are looking for. But I also think that's my issue with those kind of studio movies. They're looking to be universally beloved instead of interesting and entertaining, which I think Alex Garland is excellent at doing. Again, an Alex Garland led Star Wars movie movie would get me super excited about the future of Star Wars. It's never going to happen, but man, I wish it would. The man is the current master of science fiction. Overall, I really enjoyed Men. There are going to be two reactions to watching this movie. Number one is to be obsessed about what you just saw and think about it endlessly. And the second one would be to want no part of it and be annoyed by it. And I think that's the case with some of the best movies. A movie to be good does not need to be universally beloved. I'll admit Men is crazy and confusing at times, but it is definitely worth the watch. It feels like nothing I've ever seen, and Jesse Buckley is great in it. Thanks for listening to this edition of Pop Culture Spotlight. I'm Cameron McKinney, and there'll be a new episode of the podcast every Thursday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and I highly recommend you check out the movies Nope and Men. Next week on the podcast, I'm talking about the movies Crimes of the Future directed by David Cronenberg and Not Okay starring Zoe Deutsch and Dylan O'Brien. So tune into that and please rate, review, and subscribe.